This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. And welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. I'm here with my bestie, Laurie Wallace. Hey, friends. And we are here with our friend, Laura. Hey. Say hi, Laura. Hello. <laughs> um, this is Laura from Uproot Design, and we can't wait to talk to her about all the things so that she things. does. It's going to be so fun. But before we get started, Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We are so, so grateful from the bottom of our hearts. And um, it's just been super amazing. Every day, more amazing things happen. I like, know. it's a beautiful so thing. So great. So, guys, keep on liking, sharing, posting. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, join our Patreon. We have lots of goodies on the Patreon. Indeed. That's so, so fun. Um, and yeah, rate and review. That's how the magic happens. So, um, Laurie, you want to talk about Badass of the Week? I'm so, it's so cool the way that Badass of the Week seems to always line up with the person that we have on the episode. We probably should plan it like that, but I don't really feel like we do mm -hmm. sometimes. This week, um, we are honoring none other than Go French Yourself. Um, her name is Samantha Rubel. Samantha is, first of all, a very, very old friend. Um, and we, she and I have worked together in different capacities many, many years ago, back when we were wee ones in the beauty business. Um, but Samantha is now a visual storyteller and digital content creator. Go French Yourself is her Instagram account. It's also a blog. She's obviously on, you know, the other socials where you can find her. She's a Francophile in love with France is pretty much like her whole gig, right? So her platforms and her blog are there because she's like in love with all of these beautiful French things. And by things, I mean like food and clothes and products and music and art. And she just really has a beautiful knack for making you love all of these things about France by telling these beautiful stories on her digital platforms. Um, she's lives in Oklahoma. She's an Oklahoma based travel, beauty style and interior foodie blogger website, and really has exposed me to so much about how to visually tell a story through images, through video, through stories on Instagram, through, you know, like just, Oh my God, we need a lesson in that for real. I mean, and I think we do a good job, but we're she could probably teach us. We're no go French yourself. I'll say that much. Okay. <laughs> but what's so amazing about Samantha's story is that she has self-taught and has been doing this since way before people were doing this, you know? And I remember when she stopped working in the beauty business and she told me kind of like where she was headed. Obviously she didn't really know that she was headed to the success that she has today, but I like, didn't get it. I was like, I don't understand. You're like, wait, what you're, you're going to quit doing. your job yeah. to like tell people about Parisian things. Well, and it wasn't even about <laughs> France at the time, you know, like it was just this like baby idea she had. And I remember being really worried for her and being like, Oh my God, lady, I don't know. Like, and that I was the person that was like shatting on her dream, you know? Cause I was like, I don't know if that's safe. Like, I don't know if that's, is that a thing, you know? And turns out like, what the hell did I know? Person. Do you know how many times I've called Samantha and been like, I need your help. Like, <laughs> I want to learn how to do what you're doing. Um, in any event, if you do not follow go French yourself on Instagram, do this immediately. She will teach you to cook amazing food, to appreciate the beauty in the world around you. And if you have kind of a thing for France, like it is so beautiful. I can't wait to go to Paris and tell her all about it. Oh my God. Let's go. Let's go. All, all right, right. So Sam, Laura! get on the show. Laura, uproot. <laughs> wait, I want to rewind actually. Is go French yourself from France or she's not from, from France. France. No, she's an Oklahoma girl. Well, she's from Oklahoma. Yeah. Like she's old school Oki like I am. Um, but she's super freaking fabulous and is French at heart. I would say for sure. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. I love that. 
you I'm going to follow her. I don't yet. You should absolutely follow her. And one of the reasons that I think it's so cool that you two ended up on the same episode is because you also have this amazing appreciation for the beautiful things in life and that it's really easy to overlook that stuff, but you help people pay attention to what we're really here for, which is Mm. to appreciate the finer things, which are the simple things a lot of times. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, hearing you say that, I'm like, all the things I appreciate are like, so exactly that simple. And it doesn't feel that special and magical because it's not like, France and escargot and what other French words do I know? You know what I mean? Like we oui, oui. feel that magical. I took high school French. I should know more than escargot. Um, but yeah, thank you. So I want to like tell the really abbreviated backstory to yeah. how Laura kind of came into our orbit and what was so inspiring to us about your story is that you quit your job as a school teacher and you and your husband basically like got rid of everything, moved into an RV and started traveling the countryside, not yeah. having any previous like experience, know-how, desire, whatever to do that. It was just like you decided that there's got to be more and you got to find a different way. And so you stopped everything that you were doing and jumped headfirst into this live on the road lifestyle where you were basically living at state parks and hanging out with your dogs and seeing what it was like to do extreme tiny living on a whim. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And when I met you, you were like neck deep in that whole experience. Right. Yeah. I mean, Um, we got married and before that bought a house in the front range of Colorado. And one day we were walking our dogs in the, um, like open space near our house. And John was like, we were talking about how much we hate winter. Mm. And he was like, well, what's holding us here? Like we both hate winter. Why are we living in Colorado? (laughs) And I was like, well, because my job and I was teaching preschool. I was in what I think would quote unquote be considered at that point, my dream job and everything was supposed to feel good. It was supposed to be the right thing, but it felt terrible. It was horrible. And I hated this. uh, I hated the life that we had created, even though it's like everything when you're checking boxes of like, okay, when I'm I don't know how old we were, but anyway, when I'm this age, I'm going to be married and have, we're not having kids, but I'm going to have two dogs and, mm-hmm. you know, this house in the mountains and it's everything that I had wanted, but the dream didn't fit. And so when he asked me like, what's holding us here, it kind of, I would say gave me permission. Like I, it, he gave me the permission that I needed to give myself to dream bigger and ask a different question and show up in a different way. And he had always wanted to live van life. And I was like, if we were in a freaking van, I would murder you. Like it has to be at least a little bigger than a van. So we bought a tra- a 20 foot trailer and lived in that for six months. And at one point that dream didn't fit and it was too small. And we were like on top of each other all the time. And this thing was baking in the sun and shaking in the wind. We were like a part of the elements. And I loved that in so many respects, but then I was getting more irritable and I wasn't sleeping. And he had to be like, okay, we can't do this anymore. And I'm there crying. Like, this is your dream. And this is what we wanted to do. And this was the plan. And he was like, it doesn't matter. You're unhappy and we can do something different. So yeah, that, you know, I love, I think at some point we'll like probably not own a trailer again, but maybe we will do van life because you can park in other places and whatever. But, um, yeah, that's the story. Like it just leads me into the first thing about your story that I am so inspired by is that you've already given us two examples of how you were like, okay, so this is the way our life's going to look. I'm going to do this. We're going to have, and then once you get into it and you start doing it, you're like, wait a minute, this is not what I want. Like, I'm not happy here. And so instead of just like sitting in the unhappiness and making yourself suffer through it because it was what you wanted, you guys give yourselves permission to change your mind and to Mm -hmm. make a different choice. And, you know, like 
leaving a steady job and getting the RV and living in it for six months and then deciding, you know what, this sounded like a good idea when we did it, but now that we're in it, maybe this isn't what we want. And then giving yourselves permission to change that as well. Like I to not be like embarrassed or stubborn and be like, like, Oh, I have to dig my heels in because this is what we decided. We literally uprooted our entire lives to do this. So now we have to do it. Damn it. That's a good point, Jessica. I remember like when we decided we were going to sell the trailer, my uncle reached out to me and he goes, I hope you don't think that anyone cares. I hope that you know that we all love you and we're cheering you on. And it doesn't matter if you're in it. I was like, Oh no, no, trust me. I'm not worried that you guys are going to think we failed. Like, thank you. First of all, like that was so awesome that he reached out and said that, but like, that was never my concern. Um, so yeah, that's a really good point. And I think what I've learned, sorry that I totally interrupted you, but I think what I'm learning is like, there's not an end game to any of this. Like whenever I reach a dream, I hope that that just serves as a jumping off point. And like that, that allows me to find the next expansion. Like, let's say the dream does work out. Let's say we find the place that we want to land and it feels like home, but like, it doesn't stop there. Then it's like, okay, well, what, what kind of lifestyle do I want to build? What kind of, you know, I think that's what I'm learning is like the questions don't stop like making your best life, designing your best life. It doesn't end. And, um, that it's, yeah, that it's okay to change your mind and that my life, most of all, isn't meant to be mediocre. Like if I don't feel good in it, then that's, that's the thing that I have the ability to change. If I have the ability to change it, that I 100% will, because I owe that to myself. Um, have you guys ever felt like that in your life? Like where you've woken up and you're like, well, this is freaking boring. um, (laughs) Yes. Because, well, so my next question was because we didn't meet you till like February, February, 2021. So did this all start during the pandemic or was it before the pandemic? Um, Oh, like, like you're after, like after. you quitting your job, you guys deciding to do the yeah. RV, like, was that out so, of the pandemic or. So we put our house on the market the day of lockdown. <laughs> Great. Like, <laughs> like they announced the lockdown. And this was what I said to John. I go, listen, we could, we could throw all this away. We could live in our house. We can keep doing what we're doing. But this is like what, I mean, I'm really glad you asked that. Cause this is literally one of my proudest things I've ever said in my life. I go, if we don't do this, then we're letting fear win. If we don't pursue our dreams and keep going, then we're automatically failing and we're letting fear win. We're selling this house. We showed it to one person. They bought it, uh, I think over asking price. And so, yeah, we've just been living off that cash. (laughs) Right on sister. No, like, and you know, you asked us, you know, have we ever woken up and been like, there has to be more. That's what the pandemic for us. That's how badass ladies club totally. came yeah. to be. Um, because we were it, still, but we were heavily in the beauty industry at the time. And when that all stopped, we were like, shit, what else? And then like, so when everything's stripped away from you, like your job and you literally can't go to work, it's like, there has to be more. There has to be more than just this thing that I've been doing. And I love the beauty industry. I love what I do, but, um, it felt like there was something deeper and more meaningful to explore, especially during that time. And what I'm loving so much about Laura's story and even the story that we're in with badass ladies club right now is that the more you look at what you're doing with your time, And you're like, okay, so this part doesn't make me happy. I thought it would, but it doesn't. So what else could I do? And that you start to kind of fine tune your life to match the things that really make you happy. And so, you know, like we haven't even started talking about Uproot Design, but like Uproot Design, which is your company, is started out of this idea that you had uprooted your life. And that you had a lot of hours and time on the road driving, you know, like from place to place where you guys were going to stay and that you have this passion for hand stitching and sewing that 
I guess I thought you had always kind of sewn, but then I found out when we did your pre-interview that you didn't even know how to sew really when you started <laughs> no. Uproot Design. Like, tell us about how that came to be. Yeah. So, um, I, let's see, I have always, I, I love writing. And so initially in thinking about my time on the road, I was like, well, this is what I'm going to share. And so I started writing and like sending out travel emails to my family. And then one day I was like, you know, if I, if I want to consider myself a writer, then I have to actually put this out there beyond friends and family. So at that point I started a blog, um, which you can find, uh, maybe you could link it or something. Cause it's my yeah, last absolutely. name, which is weird. And yeah. anyway, whatever. Um, but then the other, so I guess part of what I'm learned, or I guess I already knew this about myself, but it's just highlighted in all of this, uh, spare time. Uh, I learned that I love a thousand different things. And so it wasn't just about writing. I needed to do more than just write. So, um, another dream that I've always had is being some kind of artist and like this idea of having a studio to go to and, you know, um, having a space where I can make things, but like, I don't, I, I'm no artist. Like I don't know how to do anything. And so I decided, well, what do I literally know nothing about? Like I could draw, <laughs> a I can draw a tiny bit, but like, that's, that's not nothing. So I need to start from scratch because then I will have no, um, what's the word? I will have no you expectation know, impression of how it's yeah, supposed to be. Right. I will have no, what did you say, Jessica? Expectation. Yeah. I'll have no expectation on myself. And so if I start from the ground up, what would that look like? And I thought, well, I don't even know how to thread a needle. So I watched YouTube, <laughs> learned how to thread a needle and started sewing. I started with, um, my husband had this shirt is like his favorite shirt to the, like, he wears things into the ground to it, the point that it's embarrassing. It was like <laughs> tattered and falling off. And I was like, you got to get rid of that. So I took the shirt and I cut it apart and I stitched it into curtains for our trailer. Um, and so that was the first thing I sewed. I don't even have it anymore. I threw it away because it was, it, then that became that tattered. But anyway, right. um, so I started with that and then I thought, well, I could get people to pay me to learn how to sew. Like if I start selling this stuff that I'm making, then I'm getting paid to learn. And that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I just started um, incorporating my writing and stitching. So I would I've talked to people about their intentions, what they're calling into their life. And I just started making these things. So then they have this tangible hat or shirt or whatever, um, that they can put on either as kind of like a security blanket in that, okay, I need a reminder that I'm trying to be more brave in my life, or I need a reminder that I'm wanting to be more authentic or, um, you know, today I'm feeling really say a word brave today. I'm feeling really brave. So you'll put on this shirt where I have written out this whole thing about your personal intention and what you're going for. Um, and you can put it on when you're wanting to exude that or when you're needing to call that in. So that's kind of how that all started. And like crazy enough, people did start buying these things and I've, um, I learned so much. That's what I love about it is with everything. I'm like, Oh, here's a shortcut I could take for the stitch that I hadn't thought of, or I don't know, just a variety of things that I've learned. Um, and you guys helped me with color theory. I have a color <laughs> wheel on my phone. Like it's the lock screen and the home screen. So I, I can that. go on there and like, look at, Oh, this color would look good to get this combination. So anyway, it's been really awesome. And so crazy that people will pay you to learn something from the ground up. Well, I have paid you to make me things. Um, and this is what I will say about the products that I have from Uproot Design is that the, I have a t-shirt and I have a hat and both of them, you know, like Laura said, we did like a consultation. She asked me about like what I was going through at the time and what my intention was. And so then she takes this intention, like what you're doing is magic when you're doing this. And at the time, I don't know if you realized that or not, but like I get the first thing was the t-shirt 
And I'm not going to lie. Like it was a black V-neck t-shirt that was not a fancy t-shirt. You know, like there was nothing remarkable about the shirt when I saw it, but you stitched. Except that I put shells in the pocket. Well, you put shells (laughs) in the pocket, but it was also like, you know, you stitched the design on it. It had this beautiful spiral shell in the pocket because the spiral was really inspiring to me. You know, and we talked a lot about what it represented. So I loved the design. I loved the simplicity. There was this handwritten card in there that like every time I read it, it moves me to tears because it was like so on point for where I was at at that time in my life. And this shirt is like, like you said, it's like my security blanket, you know, like if I'm having a hard day or I need a moment like to lift me up or I say all the time, it feels like Laura's right here with me and like has her arms wrapped around me, you know, like it just has so much love in it. And I can't even, it's my favorite t-shirt, you know, like I have lots to choose from, but this shirt from Uproot, like it just means so much. Um, Oh, thanks. That means a lot to hear. And you know what? Also I'll interject like living on the road and not being near people that I love. The fact that you're saying that, that like, when I wear this, it feels like you're here and it's a hug. Like I don't want to cry, but I mean, sometimes it's hard when it's just me and John and I don't have friends around and I don't have people to connect beyond the screen, which we've all gotten so used to, but it's not the freaking same as being in a room with your friends and, and feeling that. So the fact that like anybody could feel that through what I'm making. And, you know, I also hope that for total strangers, like I hope that whoever gets these things, it's like, okay, I want to put what is needed out into the world, like for whoever. Um, yeah, I, maybe that's like my mission. I just, I want, I want to be there for people. So yeah, that feels awesome. Thanks for saying that. Well, and then, you know, the hats, I have a hat that is like my adventure hat, basically, you know, like when I wear it, I'm channeling Laura and all her adventures and I'm like, I can go do fun things, you know, like I can go outside on a hike for no reason at all. And like that, that I feel the intention that we put into the hat every time that I put it on, it makes me happy. And so it's not about the like monetary value of these things. There is a literal like vibration and frequency that you put into these products and the way that Uproot has evolved, you know, because now you're not really making clothes and apparel so much anymore. You're making these amazing little jewelry bags. Like talk to us about the jewelry bag and why I don't have one already. Like, yeah, I, I think I'll the design is um, freaking genius. Yes. I need to contract. So you know what? I cannot even take credit for these though. It was someone else's design. This woman, I'm going to give, I'm going to throw her name out there. Honey folk clothing. Okay. Um, she gave this pattern out for free. It's something that she came up with during COVID, like the same sort of thing. She definitely knew how to sew. Like she, she didn't, she didn't, she knew how to sew already, but like she gave it away for free because she said, we are all needing something to do during quarantine. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I found, I thought these were really cool and I had to learn a whole new stitch in order to do it. Um, which doesn't sound that like that big of a deal, but it was to me at the time. And, um, anyway, I just started making them and I'm loving them. They're they're just these little drawstring bags and I've gotten a lot of feedback. Like, so, I mean, my mom ordered 10, which I was like, okay, well, that's my mom. Like she has to order them (laughs) to give to her friends as Christmas gifts. But now I have like, more than 20 in that I need to be making. You better get busy. Um, Uh, (laughs) I'm super excited. It's really awesome. And it's really fun for me too, because it's a really, it's really meditative. Like I can sit there and kind of either, either zone out or zone in. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. That's how I am when I'm doing foils at work. (laughs) When I'm highlighting someone's hair. (laughs) I think everyone should have something like that where it's like, okay, I could either be here or totally not. Um, And just as a side note, I'm sure this episode is coming out when a couple weeks in a couple weeks, just as a reminder, everyone um, work of local artists is not sitting on a cargo ship somewhere. Truth. Okay. Yeah. Art and handmade things make the best Christmas presents. So get your orders in now. I mean, especially from Uproot, but just any local artist, honestly, I mean, you know, everyone's talking about how like, 
oh, you know, do your Christmas shopping now because everything's on the cargo ships and like gross. No, have someone make you something, make something for other people. I think that handmade artistic things are the way to go for. Well, and if we're being real, there might be a universal reason everything's hung up on cargo boats right now. And that's so we can reconnect to this idea that gifting is about supporting what's going on in your community. You know, like there's this idea of like buying everybody's Christmas presents on Amazon. I'm guilty. Okay. Like I've done that several years over. Um, but I see the long-term effects of that. And now I only want to invest in things that I truly believe in like Uproot Designs or other artists, you know, that are in the area. So yeah, I love that. Thanks for saying that. Another thing, um, is also that everyone's creative. Like Mm. I am making gifts for my mom and my mother-in-law beyond these little bags. I'm doing something new, which I won't mention in case they listen to this, but I'm (laughs) very excited about it. And I think it has a lot of potential, but anyway, like at first I was like, am I in fifth grade that I'm making gifts for people? But at the same time, it's like, no, like everyone's creative. Everyone can make something incredible. And even, you know, the best gift to me is a handwritten card. That is the literal best gift I could ever get is someone's heartfelt words. So I don't know. I think whether it's supporting local, supporting artists, or, you know, getting yourself into the mix of the gift, like all of that is so cool. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you said supporting local and it hit me really hard just now that we haven't mentioned that currently your new game plan is that you and the hubs are like traveling around the country and spending time in different cities that you might want to put down roots, you know, where you may want to call your home base. And so you've been doing this over a few months now. And it's so fascinating to me when we're able to connect about where you are and what the place is like and the things you like about it and the things you're not sure about is like you so effortlessly like fall into the local vibe, you know, like, and that it doesn't take you any time. Like you get to a new place and you're like, yeah, we like walked around downtown and I found this really great park with the dogs and look at this scenery and look at the, and I met this really great person and we had this awesome conversation. Like, and I'm like, Oh my God, I would still be napping in my hotel room, you know, like I wouldn't have been out, you know, for as much as you are. It's so fascinating to me that you have been bouncing around from place to place, you know, like for years now and that you do fall so gently into the local vibe wherever you happen to be. And you still have more places to go this year. I'm just so fascinated to see where you're going to land. Yeah. So currently I'm sitting in my parents' closet, um, (laughs) in Colorado. So we've been here for two months, uh, which is the longest we've been anywhere. Like I just said to John, I was like, I am so excited that we're leaving on Tuesday because (laughs) two months feels like an eternity at this point. It's wild how quickly all that shifts. But, um, so Yeah. So that's why we got the trailer and why we decided to travel around is because we didn't want to be in that same place where, okay, well, we've bought this house, but now all of a sudden it doesn't feel right. So we really wanted to take the time, um, to explore these places. And part of that, exactly that Lori is like, you know, getting into the lifestyle and trying it on. It's like, do you remember, um, at least I remember when I was getting ready to go off to school, they were like, okay, so when you visit these schools, like put on your backpack and walk around the campus and (laughs) feel what it would feel like. And I was like, that is so stupid. But like, I'm putting on my backpack (laughs) and walking around these Like literally doing it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because I think, you know, I'm, I'm like trying all these places on. And what's funny is even places that were not on our radar. We were just using as stopovers like Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. We went there as a stopover because we were like, oh, cool. We've always wanted to go to Lake Tahoe. Reno is awesome. It just <laughs> like hit us out of the blue. Like, okay, well, we would never, we would never. But then we got there. We're like, wait, this place is so awesome. <laughs> and then um, what was another place like that? Um Oh, Spokane, Washington. We went there because we were excited to go to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And we like barely went to, we went to Coeur d'Alene one day. The rest of the time I was wandering Spokane, making BFFs with everybody there. Like I loved it. So, um, I think part of it is 
A, I'm like 100% a morning person. Like I'm not working right now. And I still get up at 5am because I like seeing the sunrise and I like getting outside first thing in the morning. And I like thinking about the fact that everyone else is sleeping. And here I am like going through my day, which I, which I kind of felt embarrassed by at first. Cause I was like, it's not cool to be a morning person. It's cool to like be a night owl, but whatever that's organically me. Um, and the other part of it is just that, like, I think if we are going to live in these places, we need to act like we live in these places to see how it's going to be. And yeah, we leave here on Tuesday, um, to explore the Southeast for about, we'll be back here in January. So, so what's on the lineup for between now and January? What's on the lineup? Where are all the places you're going to stop between? Um, so we're going to Bentonville, Arkansas, John's a big mountain biker. So he's super pumped about that. Cause I don't know if you guys know this, um, heads up to all the badasses out there that like Bentonville, they've put millions of dollars into their bike. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> totally. okay, you know, yeah. of course, you know, right. so, um, we're going to go check out Bentonville and then we're going to Chattanooga, um, Asheville, which I actually have been to, but you know, again, it, when, when I was in Asheville, I wasn't trying it on. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like I was planning on living there. So this will be a little different. And then we're going to Knoxville, which is another place that I'm Beautiful. really excited to see yeah. and would never have been on my radar. Mm-hmm. But we started looking into it. I was like, wait, this kind of looks cool. Um, and I think, I think that's it. Oh, we're going to Nashville too, but that, Obviously. I don't think we live yeah. there. That place, the city's too big. Like we're not city folk. So, um, go visit Nashville when you live in Knoxville or or something. Yeah. Music is life. So we'll be there. Um, no, I also have a mountain biker husband, um, who loves the Bentonville area for downhill biking and everything. And you're not lying. Like they have put a lot of money into that area. I have a lot of family that's from Bentonville and it's so funny. Like when they go there now, they don't recognize anything. It's, um, I'm sure except that the natural beauty of that place is still totally intact, which is one of my favorite things about how they've developed that area. Um, I'm a fan of you living in Arkansas. It's the closest to me. So that way we can like hang out and come play. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I know. I don't, it's interesting because, um, part of it too, is like researching ahead of time. And my form of researching is like watching other people's travel vlogs. Okay. Um, and so, a lot of these places we've been watching the videos and like with Bentonville and with Chattanooga, I don't know if I said Chattanooga or not, but I'm, I was sitting there like literally crying. I was like, wait, these places could be home. So anyway, I, it'll be really interesting. And like, I'm on pins and needles with everybody else. Cause I have no freaking idea where we're going to end up. <laughs> so I'll let you know when we figure it out. But what in the meantime, like, you know, home is wherever we are every day. So that's cool. And you to know realize, what? There's beauty know? in that. Yes. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Yes. So something else that we talked about that I love so much about Laura and her journey is that you are so multi-passionate and that it's so natural for you to like be obsessed about one thing and then decide to pivot and be obsessed about something new and not Mm -hmm. let your current circumstances get in the way of you pursuing it. So can we talk about the fact that you are like leaving on Tuesday, but you're also starting your Pilates teacher certification while you're on the road? (laughs) First of all, I love that you, with what, what did you say? That you're starting your Pilates teacher training while you're on the road. You know, you're like, whatever, we're about to travel all over the place, but I'm still going to do my Pilates teacher, you know? Yeah. I missed the last part on the road. Yeah. So I love to use the word obsessed because that's like, I use that word all the time. And my dad, my dad recently was like talking to somebody else. He's like, you know how Laura like gets overly excited about stuff (laughs) and like stuff that no one else would get excited about. I was like, oh yeah, that's totally me. (laughs) I'm obsessed with stuff. So anyway, he actually is the person who introduced me to Pilates in January. Um, So not that long ago, we were here for the holidays and he was like, you know, will you come with me to this class? Because I think you'd really like it. And I have never in my life been a person who works out. Like my whole family is very active, including my husband. Like everyone is like very active, very fit and very into exercise. And I'm just not, and never have been. Um, in fact, I kind of like swore it off, but I was like, okay, dad, sure. Yeah, I'll go to this Pilates class with you. And I walked out of there and I was like, 
that was incredible. And I realized later on, after taking some more classes, one of the women was like, okay, put away all of your playground equipment. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I love about this. It is a playground for adults. I go in there and I'm like doing all these things, but it feels like play. Um, and so the more I did it, I was like, well, I, yeah, I really love this. And then the last day of my 30 day, um, pass, she goes, okay, so everybody, just a quick announcement. We're switching over our sign-in programming because we're becoming a teacher training studio and we need to have it on this other platform. And it was like serendipity, like all the lights. I was like, wait, should I do this? And I like asked her out loud because, you know, I was, I mean, I'm still very brand new and had a moment where I did freak out and I called her and I was like, I don't, I can't do this. I can't do it. She's like, yes, you can. You're a people person. You've already taught, like you can learn the anatomy. You can learn all the exercises. You can learn all this stuff but you have this foundation. So I'm going for it and getting certified in Pilates and wherever we land um, after this uproot, that will be part of how I, you know, the part of the work that I do. That's so so cool. Yeah. I'm excited for that. You brought something up that like, I love about you and your story is you're such a huge supporter of adults learning to play. Yes. And that that's been part of my healing journey because I feel like I was born serious. Like I came out of the womb, (laughs) like serious, ready to work. And like, (laughs) I was born an adult basically. And, um, Yeah. So, so much of my healing journey has been to give myself permission to learn how to play. And it's been really interesting, especially being a mother of a (laughs) five-year-old, you know, of like, as a person. I was going to say, I was going to ask how your daughter helps you. Yes, she does. And I have to remind myself all the time that like, playing is important. Playing is important. Like it's not all about answering emails and doing the things and doing the work and doing the, you know, that play is part of healing and growing and, um, and the good stuff in life, you know, like, yeah, yes. And so I've always loved that about your story, especially, and I didn't know you were a preschool teacher, so that makes (laughs) a lot of sense, but, um, Yeah. I just, I love that about you. I love that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I taught preschool for 15 years and I, and I realized now in retrospect, I was, I'm like, Oh, well that was so that they were my excuse to play, (laughs) but now I don't have an excuse. So I have to find that myself. And I think like our culture is so results oriented and goal oriented that, um, you know, I think it's important to do things just for the sake of it. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have to have any kind of outcome. You don't have to have any sort of agenda. It's like, go draw a picture to see what you can do. And if it's crap, well, now, you know, you have some room you can grow and try (laughs) it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what I learned through play. Like I don't, again, it's that no expectations bit. Like I, I just love having no expectations and maybe it's, maybe that's, uh, me not wanting to grow up, but (laughs) I don't know. But the idea of like adult play, if I've always found really fascinating because when you first came into our world and you and I talked a lot about what it means for adults to play and We were even talking about like workshops and offerings and things we could do to help inspire adults to find what their, you know, like method of play was. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was like, God, I don't even know what it would be. Like I was so far removed from this idea of doing something just because it was fun. I'm like, but would it make me money? But yeah, (laughs) but, but would it, would, how will it move me forward? How will I grow and expand and evolve? And you were like, Laurie, (laughs) it's just fun. And I was like, Oh, okay. Right. Like I can just do things because they're fun. And that that is so critically needed for people to have this thing that they do just because they enjoy it. Um, and to not like, I know I've fallen into the trap of like 
doing something because everybody around me enjoys it. And I'm like, yeah, I can do it and I'll do it so we can be social and we can hang out, but it's like not my thing, you know, and trying to figure out what is your thing. And then doing that is so powerful. This seems like a not very big thing. And I honestly haven't been doing it consistently for that long, but Laura totally has inspired me is every time that we, we have a really serious, like Marco Polo relationship going on, Laura and I do. <laughs> um, we're not always consistent, but we hit it hard, you know, every now and again. And she's always walking her dogs when we're on polo and she's in these beautiful places. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I have a dog. <laughs> he probably would really like to go out and walk every day, you know, like that <laughs> might be good for me that. too, you know, like maybe I should go walk more. So literally every day, even though I've been really busy the last few days, Bowie and I have been walking. Um, and we're like getting up there in miles, you know, like we're getting stronger and better. I'm craving it now, like in a way that I hadn't before. Like it's really, really helpful for me to like move my energy. And my husband mentioned a couple of days ago, he was like, you know what? You've really been telling me for six months now, like maybe we should go on a walk and I never want to go. And you always just didn't go because I didn't want to go. But now all of a sudden, like you're doing this walking thing without me. And it seems like it's making you really happy. And I was like, it is making me really happy. You know, like it's free and it's simple and it's good for the dog and it's good for me in so many ways. Like it's a form of play for me. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, like, or swinging at the park, you know, like when we go walk at the park, there's swing sets everywhere. And so I extend Bowie's leash and he, you know, wanders around and I hit the swings for a few minutes and it just feels free and fun and playful. It doesn't yeah. take long. And it's, improved the quality of my life just over the last two weeks or so, so much that like finding your sense of play is critically important. I feel like for adults to really embrace, and I don't know if I'll do it forever. You know, like I may change my mind and want to do something else, but for right now, this is really working for me. Thank you yeah. for and, helping. Oh me my gosh. That. I love that. And it doesn't even matter if you get up there in miles, if you walk for 10 minutes, like, right. I don't know. I'm a big proponent of sunlight, gigantic, mm -hmm. as long as you're wearing sunscreen. <laughs> um, but I think that helps so much and moving your body and like your dog is probably loving it Oh yeah, because yeah. he's smelling all kinds of new things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and another thing I wanted to touch upon too, is like, uh, just trying something out of the box. I mean, for example, Someone mentioned in passing to me that they saw their neighbor hula hooping through the window every morning, like drinking her coffee and hula hooping. And, I, and we were both like, that is so weird. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, I actually love that. I think that's awesome. And I have no clue how to hula hoop. And so I taught myself how to hula hoop. And I mean, legit, I, I've done it for like an hour or more. Like I can just stand there at this point and, and I great didn't exercise. know how to do it. So yeah. I think... Um, another big part of this whole play thing is just trying something that's brand new to you because this is something that I've always said my whole life is like, you literally don't know what the next thing is you're going to be quote unquote obsessed with, um, unless you try it, you know, so putting yourself out there trying, I mean, like, Jessica, don't say you don't play because I can see you right now with freaking pink hair. Like that's really <laughs> that's playful play. actually. Mean... Yeah, that's a form of play. Totally. Yes. I mean, you know, so I, I just think at some point pink hair was new to you is what I'm saying. And yes, you had never done true. it before. And you were like, okay, well, I'm going to try this. And you liked it and you freaking kept pink hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think everybody's form of play is different. I mean, for example, like John's form of play, my husband, he loves researching. And I said to him at one point, I was like crying and I was like, you don't do anything just for the joy of it. Like this makes me so sad for you. I was <laughs> sobbing. Like, how do you have nothing? You have no joy in your life. And then I heard someone explaining that some people play through research. And I was like, oh, wait, oh you're learning. Yeah. What's that? I said, oh, you're learning like through researching. It's like new things, yeah. new information. Right. And digging into it. So yeah. anyway, it can look different for everybody. And I also think a big part of it is just trying something brand new that sparks your interest. Um, I love that you brought up hula hooping. My daughter is a brand new hula hooper. She's okay. obsessed. And it's oh, so freaking she, cute watching she a five-year-old. she good oh, at yeah. it? Okay. She's up to 14. That's okay. her highest number. That's good. Hula hoops. I, my next thing, which maybe she and I can like zoom on this or something, <laughs> yes. 
but like, I really want to be able to do tricks, like put my hand behind my back, bring the hula hoop up over my head, spin it around and then put it back down. I cannot do that, but that's my next goal. Oh my gosh. I can't (laughs) wait to see you do it. Um, interestingly enough, you know, Laura came through Texas several months ago. And when I found out, I was like, uh, I know you don't really know me and that we've only been like digital friends for six months, but you should come stay at my house. Like, um, yes. And I'm so so sad I wasn't there because I know what you're about to say, but she brought me a hula hoop as a gift when she showed up it is so much. Oh, fun. that is not what I thought you were going to say. I didn't think it was. I thought you were going to talk about the disco ball in your living okay. room and you guys oh, had a freaking party without me. Lori Dude. <laughs> really knows how to play. I, I know. Mean, I couldn't I know. breathe. <laughs> I couldn't breathe and that whole thing got set up. Aubrey's like moving couches and the disco balls on and the lights and the smoke. And I was like, this is better than any club I've ever been to. So Seriously. if you guys have not listened to previous episodes, <laughs> my husband has set up like a dance nightclub in our living room. It was a COVID thing. like, And it was really, really fun. Yeah, like, like it's just our fun thing yes. that we do on Saturday nights when we want to go out but don't want to go out, you know, like we want to stay in. Um, but everybody has been wanting to like come to my house and do a dance party. And Laura was actually one of the first people that got to do <laughs> with me. It was so much fun. Um, it is the cool, it's one of the coolest things. Like, I think I called my husband the next day and I was like, okay, so now we need a disco ball. I mean, <laughs> we don't even have a home. And I'm like, will you please get us a disco ball and I lights? need a disco ball. You know, what's funny is that since you've been over Laura, we've actually upgraded and gotten a larger disco ball than the one that we had before. <laughs> so That's amazing. yeah, it's constantly upgrade. I love that we got so far into play and I need to practice with my hula hoop. Like I actually haven't pulled it out since you were here. Um, I tried it a couple of days. No idea you had a hula hoop. I do. um, Guess what we're doing later today. Maybe. There you go. Let's do it. I love it. Vasca, do you know how to hula hoop or is this going to be your, um, I know how to hula hoop. I don't know if I'm really great at it, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No. What I want to do is hula hoop and roller skate at the same time. Oh my gosh. I'm going to need you to wear protective gear while you do this. Okay. Girl, I got it. (laughs) It's all good. Um, um, So yeah, multi-passionate, traveling all over the place, coming up with brilliant Um, business ideas and and inspiring play. We haven't even talked about the half marathon yet. Like where did that come from? Well, okay. So that's another thing. I mean, really, like if, if COVID didn't shake it up for you, you weren't paying attention. (laughs) So, um, I, I started running, which is insane to me. Like I always hated running. I had to run in high school for sports. And then after that, I was like, never again, actually, honestly, I played field hockey, which, um, I think is like a regional thing, but it was big in St. Louis. And, I became the goalie because I was like, well, if I'm a goalie, I don't have to run. So I ran (laughs) like the first season. And then from there it was like, okay, well I'll go on the runs with the team, but like, I'm going to be at the very back. Anyway, started running, uh, through the, on these desert trails when we were in Arizona and I was like, Oh wait, I actually really like this. It's the same kind of thing where like, it's really meditative for me where I can run and I either let everything go or I can get into my head about things in a good way. Um, and my cousin was saying that she really wants to run a marathon. So I was like, well, I have a zero desire to run a marathon, but I'll do a half with you like in training. And then I think, you know, she's really busy. She's, um, starting her career. She's younger than me and just kind of getting her feet on the ground in life. Um, so she, I think has kind of let it go, but I reached out to another friend and she's like, oh yeah, I would love to do a half marathon with you. So we're both really into trail running. I think we've got our husbands roped in. Um, and so we're going to try to find a trail half marathon. So if anyone's listening and knows of a sweet trail half marathon, um, you know what? I actually, there's one at white rock Lake Karen, um, Dallas in December, I believe. Oh, sweet. That was what, that's the hope is like, we want to go somewhere warm in the winter, not this winter. We're giving ourselves like a full year to train for this thing because, because I'm not going to be ready. This December is really why. Um, so um, yeah. one of my clients, run? yeah, it's uh one of my clients is a runner and she's a streaker. Do you guys know about streakers? Aren't they people who run like naked? naked? No, okay, that's what a streaker oh, is. Okay. Well, I know yeah, that's what like, like Frank the tank from old school. Like <laughs> I know, but no, um, a streaker in the like 
super serious running world is people who run every day, no excuses. Even if it's just like you were saying, you know, like even if you walk 10 minutes, it's like they're on the streak of running every day. And she's about to hit a thousand days here very soon. Wow. Wow. It's insane. Um, But she runs like every day. Even if it's on her treadmill, it doesn't have to be outside. It's going to be really hard for me to reassign the term streaker, I'm afraid. Like, I know. Uh, well, yeah. no, she and I were just talking about it the other day, and she was like, everyone thinks I run naked, and that's not what I do. And I'm like, well, then you guys need a new name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't just a, change a new the name, name of for that movement yeah, because no. I think of Frank the Tank, like Will Ferrell. Or take your clothes off, like, <laughs> yeah. like one or the other. <laughs> Invest in some body paint. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Instead of like the fun run where they hit you with all the colored stuff, like you could do body paint streak running. Laura, you just came up with a great new idea. That's there awesome. It is. There it is. It's a family run. Oh yeah. Be <laughs> your family. Like, all that. That's uh, awkward. I am so <laughs> excited that you came on the podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Honestly, I meant to start out with this. Like it is so cool to be a badass. So it's, it's a real honor. And like what you guys are doing is so awesome and talk about multi-passionate. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's crazy to me that your podcast has only been out for a year because this, you guys have meant so much to me in this whole journey. And like, talk about putting on a, a, you know, a clothing item and feeling like you're getting a hug. I'm like, Oh, I've known these girls my whole life. Like (laughs) they're my pals. And like, here we go. Got to catch up on what's happening on the podcast, you know? So anyway, I appreciate what you're doing and all the retreats and everything. Like, it's just, it's awesome. So So, better join us someday. Yeah. Like we're going to see you on a retreat real soon. Yes. guys we're gonna put all of the links to all of laura's amazing things so like her blog will definitely be on there all the tags for uproot design so you can check out what she's making you can follow her on instagram or on facebook and see where the journey leads and where she and john end up landing it's always a good time there's so many laughs laura thank you so much thank you Thank you. Thank you. Badasses, uh, please like, rate, review. Check us out at www.badassladiesclub.com. Come on a retreat. We would love to see you. Y'all have a badass day. Thank you. Thank you.